0: Hi there, I'm Birgit O'Connor and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting Podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing backgrounds and problem solving with masking and is the magic eraser something that is archival? And we've got lots of different things that we'll be talking about. So I hope you join us and let's have some fun. All right, so there's a couple things I wanted to look at. I wanted to take a look at your paintings in progress, and I also want to look at your final paintings. And these are two paintings of the dog and the uh, uh, quince that I think, since there's only two of them, I'm going to jump ahead on these for one second. I don't want to forget them. Now, I don't have the artist name right here, and I'm not going to go too much in depth with this right now. but um, And i also want to look at this quince here but why i wanted to talk about this is i they asked well what should i do with the background and here your colors are amazing you're using it seems like a bit more of a dry brush not really dry brush you're uh, applying your color to dry paper and then uh, doing a little more brushing on with that so that looks good your your painting is gorgeous so if we wanted to think about your dog using the techniques that we have here, it really depends what you want to do with it. You know, do you want to put them out in a field? Do you want to put them with trees in the background? What do you, do you want to put flowers in there? So that's why I can't really respond to you until I have an idea what you want to do with this. Do you, are you here? And would you like to tell me what you were thinking? Do you want to put them in a kennel? You know, I need to know these things. So. <laughs>
1: It's me. Hey, Kathy. Okay, so tell me. Um, I want a very simple type of background. I want her to be the star. I was considering using some of the blues that are in her coat. Mm -hmm. Um, I I really want her to be the main focal point. I'm not looking for something fancy. Um, This is a gift um okay so uh, thinking about
0: uh, uh okay you're talking about the blues i got that and thinking about the yellows that you've got in there i'm and trying to keep it very simple so just trying to get an idea of the color i would also use a wet media film i do like the blues on the top just don't go too dark. If you use a wet media film, then you can actually overlay that film on top of your painting. I think we discuss it in this class. And unless it was something that I did after. Let's see. Wet media film. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find one. Well, I don't have it on hand, so it's a plastic film that goes right over it. I do like a little bit of the blues in there. I wouldn't want too much of the yellow, and I would play with my values more than anything. So what you could also do is print this out on 90-pound paper or even 140 or just regular paper and play with the color if you don't have the wet media film. So...
1: Does that help you at all, Kathy, trying to get an idea? Yes. Um, I knew I wanted it very simple and very light because the dog is so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want it to distract from the dog. Right. So, and the only reason why,
0: if, okay, so if we don't have the yellows in there, then you don't necessarily need them in there, but I thought, if, then it becomes just so cool. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So, and I do like how it works along the top, too. And I do think this is uh, valuable for everybody. You know, I, I surprisingly like the blue along the top. I really didn't think I would. I thought I would keep it more heavy on the bottom. Not necessarily heavy, but more darker. And I don't necessarily want it lopsided. And we don't want to keep the same consistency all the way down. So basically what I would do is uh, get my water in there, think about where I want my slightly darker values, and see. I I just see what happens on the paper and let that water carry the color. The challenge you'll have maybe is as you get water along the edges, that can... um, Yeah but you know it's fur so a little bit's not going to be too bad. I think you can manage it. So but you see how we have all that blue around there then um, I don't know if I like that as much. Does anybody have a thought of what would work well for this?
2: I was thinking maybe like a kind of the like the sky type of thing that you've been showing us Where you have like it all is kind of mixes together between like some white that maybe looks a little bit like cloud and some like really light blue. And so you kind of almost have like a a sky thing behind him that, um, like you said, you wanted it, you said you wanted it darker on the top and lighter on the bottom. Wouldn't that work? Kind of like
0: what you've been showing us. It really depends on, uh, yes, it'll work. It depends on what her thoughts were. Uh, I think the blue does pull the dog out, and it works with what she had in mind with the color in her in the coat. Uh, she wanted to keep it simple, so that's why I really, I, I thought exactly like what you were thinking, more of that mottled effect first, but then again, we want to keep it simple enough to keep the attention on the animal. So yes, she could do that. And if if we end up like now if we bring some greens or branches or that's going to get a bit distracting. Uh what do you think, Lisa? Well, yeah, I I like the idea of like just
2: a really light blue with some white in it and it kind of all runs together and like you were saying like move that down uh where it's it's lighter and gets darker towards the top. I think that's a great idea. I like the I, I really like the painting so much. Know, really? It's beautiful.
0: gorgeous. So just so it gives you some idea of some options. And Kathy, does that help you here?
1: Yes. Well, that's one of the reasons I took this class is because I tend to cop out on the background. So I'll, I'll um Don't we all I'll leave them simple <laughs> or <laughs> or I just don't want to compete because the dog is 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 bold mm-hmm so I think the other needs to push back into recess
0: mm-hmm so you can see by you're just doing the wet into wet like so you have that option I would practice first uh, it's also gorgeous on white paper like even with that sweet pea that I have behind me here is a lot of people um, love it as the sweet pea so let me get out of this for just a second I want to remember that painting that I've got right there so with that one back there they love it on the white background and I don't usually put it on the white background because I feel that it's incomplete so I have to hold myself back plus this is a looser painting style so I'm gonna let it be that way so you don't always have to put something in it just depends on the effect until you're ready to do that just like you saw that um, iris that I did in the very beginning that has that white background and i don't think i've ever changed it you know just because i liked the colors and the reason why i didn't add the background i thought if i did then it can easily kill the colors if i go in with um the wrong shade of something it's like if you have uh, a beautiful object and you go in with a black background it can kill your painting you know, it just deadens it. And it was interesting. I was looking at something on one of my feeds somewhere, and they were talking about how to make rich blacks. And I thought, yikes, I don't personally do that when it comes to, because it can, it can change everything. And then Lauren McCracken likes to do a lot of black backgrounds and he does an amazing job. So let's go ahead, take a look at that, um, make sure I didn't do anything wrong I know I clicked something okay now I know that some of you are not yet at the uh, quince but what I wanted to talk about this because I'm going through this and what I already made the comment on this I think you're doing a really great job with your color but I also can tell that you're using a bit too much water so you don't have really much control over the uh, uh, the amount of water in the brush What's happening is that you need to um, dip your brush in the clean water, remove some of the excess, and then soften some of your edges. And how we can tell here is because it it just looks a little weak. It doesn't have any definition, and um, I think you're on track. You just need to control your water a bit more. So we can come back to that one later. So let's go ahead and look at some of the paintings that were in progress and uh, a lot of you have gotten much further than this already so we're going to look at the completed paintings but i thought this would be very valuable for you to look at them in progress now we talked about this one at my members meeting so uh, she came in but it's valuable for everybody in case you're not reading all the comments you might want to look at them by any chance yes that's correct i was using the wrong brand of the burnt sienna hmm because that has a and lot it, of red in it too you know that particular brand and we love it but it depends on what you're doing so go ahead I'm sorry it the 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 the, the shadows just really went way too dark mm-hmm. um, and I think it was because of the paint color the paint well, brand also that you know your palette can work this could be an intentional palette and It's very beautiful what you've done. This, you can see, is just a little flat because we don't have that variation, that subtle variation. Here you can still see some of the underlying color, and that makes it work. So it was interesting to read some comments how I know this stretches people working on the flower and not adding the background first, but this way you can, in my mind, my eye balances around and balances out the values and then I start working in the background and then after I've worked in the background I'll come back into the flower and readjust it so don't, try not to go too dark too fast but all of this is beautiful up here did you go in and uh, work on your background and then see how this looks Susan? Yes I
2: did I also
0: washed out some of that
2: I I gave the whole painting a bath mm and took out some some of the dark and um, then I reapplied some paint and I, I still think
0: my background isn't dark enough but I'm working on it okay so that's really interesting I mean it's very dramatic and by going darker in your background that really does balance it but I think one of the biggest things on that I think it was gorgeous I think it's stunning and you handled it very very well so the, the big thing is that one shadow being as big like that is just a little flat. I agree. You know, mm-hmm. so I wonder, you, you know what? Um, well, let let's, can, can we come back to that one? Let's yes. do that later. All right. Because I'd like to uh, think about it and I have some ideas for you all right so let's go back on to this one here so it's interesting now what i'm looking at is the amount of water your strokes and i know that everybody's gotten further than this and i'm looking at the consistency of color and how you are working your way around the flowers Instead of just one tight area and keeping it all one color and then forgetting what you did and going to the other section Here you are harmonizing all those petals. That's working out very well And then to bring that shadow right down into this area so that way it'll connect it to the bottom to the bottom Petal also looking at your brush strokes. I can see up here That you might be softening your edges with a damp brush, but I think your brush is too wet and that's what's going on here. We're getting these little blooms through here. So uh, what we were talking about before is that you're gonna dip your big brush, your natural brush in water, take it to the side of the container, tap off some of the water, tap it on a towel, and then soften because you wanna soften edges with a damp, not wet brush. Also over here, you're applying your strokes, which is looking good. You're getting some nice shape in there. It can also get overwhelmed if we do too much of the same size stroke through all the other petals. This is looking good, but what I would be thinking about if it was mine is I would add a bit more water into it and then lift and tilt the paper so the brush strokes don't look as as much as uh, like a brush stroke. What also happens is that you might be working on too many areas or like too many strokes at one time, because if you add strokes up here and down here, and then soften on the top, this is going to dry down here, and it's going to look like a stroke. It's still all right, because you're going to break it up with this shadow, but we need to know why things are happening. So the other thing we want to think about is we want the strokes not to all necessarily be the same size, like you can see the length, is all pretty much the same you're having a nice stroke you are it looks like you're moving your elbow which is excellent so again we keep that wrist floppy work a little bit more make it like you're dancing or something just a nice little stroke and play with it you've got a great foundation you've got your greens over here we need to tie them together with everything else alright so your flower is looking good your strokes are looking good your use of color is great but we don't have a lot of depth. How are we going to get more depth than this? So you've got everything here. What I'd be thinking about is these two are fairly similar, very, uh, just like we just talked about in, um, uh, oh gosh, Sandra's painting, Susan's painting, Susan's. (laughs) My brain doesn't shift back and forth all the time that fast. All right, so I might be thinking, going a little bit darker here, so this would have more lift. Then taking a damp brush and pulling this out, it looks like you're you're doing a great job softening your edges. Thinking about wanting to pull this out, um, I don't have my apple blossom painting up, but you know I could have a darker on this side. But if I wanted this to pop out, I might go a little bit darker on the inside, so we can get some contrast. We don't need much it's just basically little tiny hits of color here and there like sometimes when i look at the reference photo and then i think about my painting looking at what's already working i'm not i'm leaving the reference photo behind because i i'm thinking what do i want to pull out in this if i want this pedal to come forward i'm going to go slightly darker with a value underneath that not much and then draw it out to clean water So it transitions, but I'm kind of sneaking in a little bit of that darker value right there. So it separates those petals. It also changes the feeling like that would be my personality coming in and having it this way. It's very light and lovely and it feels good. So you have to think about it. I'm not, when I say something, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to resonate with you and if it doesn't that's okay because we are all artists it's going to fit whatever you want it to be oh and you had the problems with the masking uh what did you end up doing with the masking and how did you resolve it if at all and how old is your masking uh
3: hi it's diane, hi, um, diane. the masking's about two years old it, it was about a quarter of it left i mean i've used it successfully before and it just didn't want to it was sticky the whole time if I put my hand, you know, like with painting on and I kind of thought that I don't remember masking, doing that. I haven't masked anything for a while. So of course I was in a mad rush last night to finish it and get it posted. And, um, it is just so sticky that, um, and if I tried to do it with my finger, it all stuck to my finger. I couldn't even get it off, picking it off. It's oh. everywhere. So I tried a little bit more today. Someone suggested in the post to use, a uh, duct tape I put a little bit of basking tape over to try to lift off some of the little green but it tore part of the paper uh, Mm -hmm. doing that so I don't know what I'm going to do with that maybe just very very gently do a few get a little bit more off and then I don't know try to involve that greedy blue I'm throwing away the rest of the bottle
0: (laughs) you might want to contact um, them also you know
3: that
2: what.
0: Well, do you remember, uh, I think we talked about it in our group, is that we had an issue with PBO for a while, you know, and if they make a change, they're not telling us. It's like surprise, but it would end up staining the paper, which you didn't have. But looking at what you have here, what I might consider doing is coming back over this on top of that um, masking fluid and just forget about trying to get that off, perhaps, and either using maybe some acrylic you know go over it with acrylic to get back your white stain uh, stamens or I was thinking maybe even a little gesso but I don't think you can paint with gesso or fluid acrylic perhaps but something that you can go on top of it
3: yeah I I will try that as I'm I'm fairly happy with the rest of the painting just get to the end there and can't get get it off
0: yeah, that's it. I want you to be able to work with what you and that's what we always do is think about we want to work with uh, what's going on. Do you have any other struggles here that you'd like to talk about or did you use a hair dryer by any chance? No. Okay. That's interesting because I've been also looking like sometimes we have to go through things and go quickly and yeah. when we do that, like even I I have to depending on what I'm doing and uh, that can flatten the color. So I'm not worried about this so much. I think that you're doing okay. I think you're getting the idea. What I want you to be careful about is this through here. You see how you applied your color on dry paper? And then I think that overall you did a fabulous job. Uh, Be careful that you don't get too fiddly, you know? Yeah. Does that make sense?
3: Yes, it does. I am a fiddler.
0: (laughs) Well, stop fiddling <laughs> you and Lisa can get together she can sing and you can fiddle
3: <laughs> I do find I have difficulty putting on dry paper I don't move fast enough and I have the difficulties that you say when I get to trying to soften it so like up in some of the background that you put on dry paper I ended up putting water and dropping in Uh huh. I, I do better personally until I can can learn to paint faster <laughs>
0: Well, you know, uh, you don't always have to paint faster. What you can do is just work in smaller sections, if that helps. Because, um, you know, I just had a revelation the other day, which is uh, really surprising to me. And how I ended up with the number 30 brush was because I had this one brush. You're you're one of my members. You heard that. Uh, Wherever that brush went. Somewhere around here, I've got a big white brush that I hadn't used in about 20 years, and it was more of a cat's tongue. What they call it in Europe is an onion tip or something. I didn't know that. And I'm trying to get some of those in. And the reason being is so we can, again, always looking for another brush that's going to give me the control that I want to soften. And if we need to uh, allow that area to expand a little bit more, you know, just keeping the paper surface damp a little longer, basically, is what I'm trying to say.
3: i I still I mean, even though I've been with you a year and a half or so, I still struggle with that size thirty brush. i It bends on me. I don't I often soften with the twenty. and I know it doesn't hold as much water, but I find I get too much water, and i'm I'm now dipping it in water, dipping on a thing, and then I touch it with my other hand to feel how wet it is and then try to do it. But then if I try to push very hard against it, it just bends. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. I got no, a lot no, of practice it does. Do.
0: It does. So it what you're telling brushes. me what you're telling me again is that you're a fiddler. And that yeah. is with the twenty because in or that's allowing you to have a bit more control, but it's also forcing you to go a little slower. So then you end up not expanding. You know, It it's a, it's a very comfortable thing. You can continue to do that. But my, you know, I feel like my job is to kind of get you out of the comfort zone, which I think yeah. you're doing really, really well. You know, you might be like, wow, but I think you're doing an excellent, excellent job.
3: Yeah, thank you. Okay, yeah.
0: you're welcome. Great job. Okay, so then let's go ahead and take a look at this. And how you've got such a nice range, nice, va- I'm thinking, did I do this? <laughs> you've got a nice value here, works well there, over here, and then it transitions into the lighter value. I can see that you're using the Windsor Newton brand because it's not more black. It has more of an uplifted color. And I think you handled the granulation that can happen within the painting very nicely. Now, I, I like that. Not everybody likes that granulation, and I think it works beautifully here. You also handled it uh, very well in the background, and why this works in the background, we can see some areas are darker, darker, and uh, just by playing with that wet-into-wet, you've got the light next to the dark, so it gives the illusion of some leaves back there that you did basically in uh, Section 1, I believe that is, so you're playing with that wet-into-wet. And also, if we have too much water on the brush, then we're not going to get the control that you're getting here. And you're you're doing an excellent job. Nice hit of blue and pink and yellow. All of that works beautifully together. And then here on your leaf, you need to do just a tiny bit more to cover up those pencil lines. But that's, um, you know, I have confidence in, in your ability there. This is working well. Nice, really nice how they handled this little corner over here next to the bud because we have a nice green and then the darker green next to it so it really allows the eye to move around so thinking about this section in the center of the flower now remember when we were looking at the paintings in progress uh, they had a lot of green here and they felt that it was a little uh, just not working but once you pull all those little greens together, you can see how oh not together, but through the painting, you can see how it balances. So, if we have a little more of the green in this section, it balance balances out what we have over on the right and what I really like how you handled this section between the petals is that you broke it off here. You have it come down a little bit, so the eye stops for a second and doesn't just travel in one straight line down into the corner. So that is a common problem that we have, that the eye can be in the center and then it just scoots right down to the corner. But if we have it like this, break up the line with a lighter value, the lighter petal, the eye goes, oh, that's the background. Oh, this is another petal. And it's not so much about that I personally care what what petal that are, you know, what petal that flower, what flower that (laughs) petal belongs to. At all I never think that way I am thinking about shapes and how the eye travels through the painting which you have done beautifully through here and you have a nice range of values so you really don't need to go darker in any spots because we do have a few little hits of the darker values and I think this works out beautifully and just continue on with your stamens it's really nice okay So everybody's painting really looks excellent and know that all my comments are what I'd be thinking about as I'm processing my own paintings. I'd be thinking, okay, what if I do this or go here and change it? Everybody's painting looks fabulous. Does anybody have any last minute questions for me? Oh, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Well, so when I was trying to put
2: um, the, the second layer of dark, Darker color on the background. I was getting it it became heavy and chalky looking and I don't know what I was doing wrong That was because so many people did such lovely I love so much of the darkness and the backgrounds that I was looking at just now But I was having a problem with it with losing the light and having it become heavy and chalky What am I doing wrong? Can you tell me which one's yours? I I don't know where it is.
0: Okay. That's not a problem. So let's oh, and even if I went over into if I, even if I go if into the class, I know some people posted things in different areas. I can take a quick look there.
2: It just looked awful. Uh, and so then I was trying to figure out how to go back in and get the darkness Uh, without making it heavy and chalky looking
0: right so I think you're doing a really great job with your background and I also think that you're too much on top of it remember this is what I was talking about right through here is giving that a little bit of uh, shape through there so let me see now I keep moving things around here so if I look at over I think you're all doing a really great job let
2: me take a look at Where did I
0: put everything? Ah! Um. Oh, here, of course, it's right behind me, right here. So when I look at this one, what I don't like about mine here is that, see, these are all very similar. I haven't really developed them, and I used, I think, probably a craft brush. I think I might have had this as a um, workshop demonstration, and by having the workshop demonstration, it ended up being that I was working very quickly. I wasn't being very careful. So I don't like that. I think the the petals work well. The background can go darker. So let's go ahead and go over for whoever's staying with me. Let's go over to the table here and see if I can. You're going to see my messy table. It's always fun for me to share those fun things with you. Yeah, it
2: got chalky and uh, I don't know, heavy looking. It It lost all the light somehow.
0: Was that and that was the first layer or the second or third layer? The, the
2: second layer.
0: Okay, and was that indigo?
2: No, I wasn't using indigo. Although I had been thinking, uh, you know, it, as dark as some of it was, no, it was just the uh, the uh, uh, sap green and the uh, French ultramarine blue. Okay, so then
0: let's try a little bit of the indigo in there. So experiment with that because I do think the uh, permanent sap green and the French ultramarine blue can go, it can go that way. But let's see, I think I might throw a little quin gold into that. Let me try that. So that has a nice green too. So I think it's that color combination that you don't like and that's okay. You can change it, just glaze on top of it. And here, to get the control that I want, what I might do, again, remember I said it's a small area. I'll go right along the edge and then take some water and I'll be like Diane, just kind of use a smaller brush here and soften. I would rather use my 30, but you can do that. Maybe I'll even take a little more of the yellow. I'm afraid to even use my water now. I'm trying to be so uh, careful with everything. Maybe I'll even shift it a little bit. I don't usually just go like that, but I'm using the water that's already in there. Because I might want my flower to stand out a bit more. And then using the 30, if I hold the paper up like this, I'm accumulating a little bead of water along the edge. And I'll just pull this out. It really depends what I feel like doing that day. Any
1: other questions? I have just a couple quickies. Okay. Does using a magic eraser leave a residue and is it archival?
0: Well, you want to use the um the original one without detergent. It's actually a melamine foam eraser, so it was it's not going to leave a residue as far as I know. It doesn't do that and um, yes, I mean, even anything like if you're using masking tape, like a lot of times people will use masking tape and then uh, use that and paint next to it. Just the adhesive touching the paper, it can change that over time. It can it touch the surface of those little hills and valleys, you know, hills of the paper surface, and that can turn yellow. So uh, I would consider the magic eraser archival as much as i know yeah
1: okay but are you going to offer the peony class as not as a as a paint along i i'm having a hard enough time keeping up with this one you know but i I'd
0: don't know do you know I, I i could think about that i just don't know if i want to offer that as a six week or a not <laughs> maybe i should and the i'm i'm interested in your thoughts Um, What we found is that having the workshop, we're able to really go deep into it. And Sue, do you have an opinion on this that you'd like to share with anybody? And I mean, the workshop itself works very nicely. Yes, it it does. And it it
2: provides a much more intimate, uh, one-on-one almost experience with you. I can see that maybe you would think about putting this floral passion paired up with something
0: else
2: Mm -hmm. into a six-week master class in the future and or make it a standalone non-interactive
0: yeah well yeah i i agree so i'll have to put that in my little bonnet (laughs) and think about that okay and then b hi you had a question Hi, i have
2: a quick question can we go back and listen to this with all the critiques
0: yes Yes, I'll be okay. able to post it in just a few minutes after we're done.
3: Okay, great.
0: Okay. great. All right, any other questions? Everybody good? I Okay, I was looking for anybody that was just about ready to push a button. Okay, great. Take care. Bye. Thank you. That's, you're welcome. Bye. Well thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you now have some new ideas of problem solving and things that you can apply into your own paintings and if you're interested in becoming a student of mine and joining some of my courses and workshops just visit barricadeoconnor.com so until next time have fun and happy painting.